Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. We're so excited to have Lauren from Ace Inc. on the pod today. Allie, what was your favorite part about the podcast today? I love having Lauren on. It was so cool to talk to her in just such a casual way about the importance of overcoming your challenges, why failure is actually super important, and also just finding like a realistic balance between your grind and the moments of calmness and wellness. And she loved chocolate. That's like the best She loved chocolate. (laughs) She loved it. We talked about chocolate. Exactly. We're so excited for you guys to listen. And without further ado, enjoy the episode. To kick us off, we always ask our guests this one question. What is something that excites you as you get out of bed in the morning? One thing that excites me. hmm. Actually, I think one thing that excites me is doing something new or different every single day. A little bit different, but (laughs) um, something I would say that I have coming up for today is actually I've been more on like a wellness journey, kind of fixing fitness, wellness, that kind of stuff, because Mm. I think it's extremely important um, when being a founder, just because things are so hectic. Um, So I'm planning on doing a bike ride today, working out today, getting a lot of calls in for potential customers. For sure. I love that. For those who don't know you, aren't familiar with your story, do you mind kind of giving us the little elevator pitch of your entrepreneurial journey, where you found your calling, where it kind of kickstarted, all that? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Lauren, <laughs> and I just graduated at university last year, but my entrepreneurial journey started a couple of years ago, actually. So while I was in university, <clears throat> but I decided to actually go and start something. So I just started a little sales consulting firm, helping small businesses um, build sales strategies and sales expansions but essentially that was like my first little starting point but now I'm actually working on something that's like a big venture a world-class venture that kind of stuff because I joined this program called Next 36 and basically what it is is the top 36 entrepreneurs in Canada or young entrepreneurs sorry they go through all this programming of over eight months and you get funding investment um, mentorship education all that kind of stuff where you can build a world-class venture. And so in that time, I started working on a company called ACE. And this is my whole thing right now. This is what I'm really focused on. Because when I was graduating university, I realized that people went from, oh my gosh, I love university to, oh my gosh, I need to find a full-time job. And a lot of that came down from interview anxiety and just like, oh my gosh, how the heck am I supposed to find a job? And so when I dug more into the whole interview anxiety type of thing, I realized that a lot of people have communication skills gaps. Myself, I have it. My co-founder has it. Like we very much have felt that time and time again. And so we set out on this whole mission to go and solve that. And so that's my current venture, which I'm sure we'll dive into at some point. Um, But as an entrepreneur, my whole journey has been centered around building things that actually help people and creating something out of nothing. Because I think if I have the means to do so, I want to create a better future for somebody or someone else. So that's a little bit about me. Sorry, all over the place, but a little bit more about me. If I can just ask a quick, just a general, is there like a mantra or a quote or a mentality that you live by? Yeah, that's a good question. The one thing that drives me every single day and kind of all of my thinking is a positive mindset. And what comes with a positive mindset is not just being happy all the time. It's actually quite the opposite. It's being very realistic about how to find the opportunity in things. So when shit hits the fan and it very much does, um, it's not about just putting a bandit and saying, you know what, I'm happy, everything's fine, all's well. It's finding like, okay, I feel upset about this. Why do I feel upset? How do I deal with it? And how do I move forward? So there's actually a formula that my dad had taught me that I live by every single day. And it's called event plus reaction equals outcome. And so event is something that you can't control. So let's say I'm walking to work today and a coffee, I spill my coffee all over myself. That's something that's happened. Can't control it. It's now, it's done. 
the reaction is the thing that you can control. So I could have a positive reaction or a negative reaction, and that determines the outcome. Because if you have a negative event and a positive reaction, just by the, the law of the formula, it's gonna be a positive outcome. Because I could let that affect all my calls today. And let's say this call with you guys, I could just be completely upset, just in a pissed off mood, like that kind of stuff. Or I can forget about the coffee, move on, make a joke about it, be light about it and just keep going. So it actually really helps with the really tough days because there are so many ups and downs, especially even just in one single day itself, that that kind of thinking, I just kind of reiterate to myself 24 seven, like event plus reaction plus outcome. And how does that affect my thinking and my leadership and my decision-making? We don't know your dad, but he sounds awesome. (laughs) He is the best. Um, no, I love that. We I'm currently taking a class on failure. It's like a freshman seminar, just like surrounding the idea of failure and how it affects entrepreneurs. Um, and we talk a lot about how like your reaction to things really controls like whatever okay. event happens. Um, but I was wondering, like you mentioned that you had this idea and like from that idea, you built this company. Do you have any advice of how people can go from like just an idea of how they can help people to like an actual like tangible company idea honestly i think the one thing that stops a lot of people from starting a company is actually starting so what i found was that the very first thing i did when i had this idea was just start talking to people because they're your potential customers or they're they're the problem that you're trying to solve for so that's what you really want to get into so what i did was i literally just went on campus started talking to people day in day out getting as many responses as i possibly could to understand what is the real problem here how could i help solve it And then as you talk to people, you get so many ideas because someone will say something random that you've never even thought about. And then you start digging into that. And so what you want to do is once you start talking to people and kind of figuring out, okay, what's the real problem here? You basically want to form a hypothesis. And so at the time, my hypothesis was that people have interview anxiety because there's a lack of communication skills. And this was more in technical programs because for example, at my university, Our business programs have a ton of presentations, a ton of networking, a ton of group projects, but all the technical programs have literally nothing like that. So no one is gaining these skills, which doesn't make sense to me because you need those skills to succeed in life. And so what my hypothesis was, was the one that I just stated. And what I did was formulate all these questions to either prove or invalidate the hypothesis and then go and conduct research based on that. And then from there, you kind of just start building your business model. keep testing as you go, like testing all the time, like testing to this day, testing three years from now, testing five years from now, always, just because you can never just assume what customers want. You have to actually ask them. Um, But the starting point is literally getting out there and going to talk to people. That is absolutely amazing. And I think that's a really, really great piece of advice because I think many entrepreneurs and especially college students see like the startup costs and the startup like resources being this huge thing. Oh my gosh, if I don't get hundred thousand dollars in investments. I don't get 5 million in first run. They can't even do anything. And also I really liked what you were saying earlier about this mentality of not like suppressing those like negative emotions, like this idea of toxic and like toxic positivity is so, so, so true. It can be more harmful than being negative. (laughs) Totally. Totally. (laughs) And I talked a lot about that in high school, like everything's fine. Everything's perfect. Like it's not. And like saying that just devalidates your feelings. It's just negative for anything. Yeah. But I'm actually really curious what you were saying about your experience at university and how you think your university helped you both like prepare you in some ways for your entrepreneurial journey, like to come if you didn't know it was going to come, but then also in some ways, maybe you think it could have been redesigned. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing 
I found, and this is just my personal opinion, by no way telling anybody to not pay attention in school, but I found that in the actual school aspect, everything was like marketing, finance, accounting, because I took a general business, sorry, I did disclaimer, I took a general business degree. Um, and we were focused on entrepreneurship, but entrepreneurship is not really taught in a class, in my opinion. Like you just kind of sit down and you say, okay, these companies did that, these companies did that. And yeah. sure, you learn a couple of things, but all of my experience came from starting something um, as well as extracurriculars. Like extracurriculars really got me learning everything because I had joined this club called Startup Laurier. And basically we ran entrepreneurship events, initiatives, programs, things to help people get inspired about entrepreneurship and working at startups and things like that. And when I was president in my third year, that was running a team of 21. It was running a bunch of events. It was raising $25,000 in fundraising money, or sorry, sponsorship money. And so that taught me so many real world skills about running a team, raising money, that kind of stuff, where that's where I got like a ton of value. And that's where I met all my connections. That's where I met a bunch of people who helped me come up with the idea of my company. That's where I got jobs out of, like things like that. Um, but I wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the programming itself. So obviously you learn like some of the tech like tactical technical skills in your classes. Um, but I would say like there should be a class on failure, like how Wayland had just mentioned about her courses. Like that is extremely important. I can't believe that, that that's a, that that's not even a class like anywhere else. Like that's the first time I've ever heard about that. Um, so if I were to redesign it, I would put a lot more emphasis on like the real world skills, like even things like how the hell do I do my taxes? Like I didn't know that going to high school university, I've so true. Barely still have any idea. And so I think that should be a real thing. And then also understanding how like a work-life balance, like those kind of topics where a lot of people talk about entrepreneurs being like, you have to work hundred hours, otherwise you won't be successful. I don't think that's true. Obviously that's just my opinion on it. It's more so I think you have to have a balance of wellness and working hard and drive and passion. It's just, I don't think it's sustainable to actually work hundred hours a week. So I think those kind of topics around like your mental health and like the wellness and things like that is actually extremely important. So didn't really give you a proper answer there, but if I were to redesign, I would focus on more of a balance of lifestyle and um, the real world skills, for example. Yeah, for sure. I, res I resonate a lot with that. Um, throughout high school, I did a lot of work with gratitude because I saw like a lack of gratitude within the community. Nice. Um, and I realized that nobody really focuses on mental health in like school yeah. institutions. Um, like we have newsletters about like how to like alleviate academic stress, yeah. but like there's yeah. no newsletters about how you can actually like take care of yourself. Yeah. And you see so much burnout like all across campus. And it's so competitive. Totally. Everything is just about competition because everyone's trying yeah. to get to that top level of something, which is good. A healthy competition is definitely good because it makes you strive for something. But when it's that intense all the time, it just I think it's too much. For sure. Yeah, it totally burns you out. I was just wondering, um, since we're on the topic of failure, kind yeah. of, um, how has your entrepreneurial journey kind of shaped your definition of failure? And if you have like an example that you want to give or like an experience that really shaped your definition? Yeah, that's super interesting you bring that up because it's something that I've worked on a lot in the past year. So what was interesting was with my sales consulting firm, it was literally just me doing it. I was just doing consulting projects. So I wouldn't call that a startup by any means. It was really just a side gig. And so I didn't experience any failure there because I wasn't really doing anything novel or unique in that sense. And so things were pretty easy going, but I wasn't also doing anything great. But then when I came to ACE, <laughs> working on something that I thought, or I think is going to be much bigger, 
um, failure happens all the time. You're always slapped in the face with something and it humbles you like there's no tomorrow. But what's interesting is that program Next 36 that I was a part of, one thing they drill into your brains day in, day out is failure is good, failure is okay. And it's something that you have to be okay with because that's actually what teaches you and gets you to the next step. And so I always listened to it. I always said, yeah, that sounds good, but I have a huge fear of failing because I don't want to, I don't want to fail. Like who wants to fail? And so it was kind of just preparing myself like, okay, what would I do if this company didn't work out? Like, what would I do if everything just kind of crashed and burned? But instead of thinking of it that way, I realized when I run into failures, where will I go next and how will I find that next opportunity? So a really good example is when we started ACE, I thought the business model should be both B2B and B2C. And the B2B side would be towards universities and colleges in Canada and the US to start. And this was kind of just taking a leap. I didn't even validate anything. I had no basis for assuming that that would work out. And so when I started reaching out to universities and stuff, it wasn't really paying off. Like nobody was interested. It was not really working out. There was just like very little, like there was no bites on the bait that I was trying to throw out there. And I think I just kept going with it because I didn't want to accept that it wasn't working out. And then at one point I was like, okay, this is 100% not working out. Something is wrong here where I just didn't, didn't drill down to the problem very well. And that was a huge problem or a mistake on my part. And so what I did was I really looked at the problem and said, okay, why isn't this working? Why will this not work? And where do we go next? And funny enough, drilling into that problem got me to a new niche, which is coding boot camps in the US and Canada, just to start. And that has worked out like as if it's like a magic wand has been waved. And so that came from the failure of getting that business model wrong the first time, which I'll probably get the business model wrong 30 times as I keep going throughout this. But that's an example of how an opportunity came out of that failure. It's just at the time I was so down and out because I was like, oh my gosh, if we have no customers, what the hell are we going to do with this thing? And so it's more so like looking at the problem, like seeing where there's gaps and seeing, okay, where is that next step? And like, how do I find it? And so now we're on the right path. Um, there's obviously going to be a lot more that comes up, but for right now, we're, we're in a good spot. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. And I like how you also mentioned that everything is just a work in progress as well. It's not like, oh, we've mastered it. Now we're like changing. Like, again, we're continuously mm-hmm. looking to iterate and innovate and just respond to the stimulus around us. Um, speaking of responding to stimulus around us, about a year ago, there was a pretty big <laughs> stimulus that hit us, which was COVID-19. <laughs> so... I guess, what is your COVID story? What, how did it impact you? How did it impact you personally, if you want to share in some ways? How did it impact you, you and your business and your company, your outlook, anything you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. So company first, I literally started the company right before the pandemic hit. But because we're an interview prep solution for job seekers, it actually worked out pretty well. And so it's actually the right time to be doing something like this. And that's actually why I even found more of a need to do this kind of solution um, just because like seeing how many people's jobs have been lost and things like that it's heartbreaking and I just if we can do anything to help that I would it would make me very happy just self-fulfilled if I can do something like that but that aside when I started the company so I think March 12th is when they or March 13th is when everything kind of shut down and we had an investment round actually at that time because with Next36 you do a couple different investment rounds and that was one of our first ones. And we were all in person because they were like, we don't know if we're going to be here next week, but for right now, we'll do this investment round. Let's see what happens. And then a couple of days later, my co-founder at the time, she called me and said, listen, this pandemic has just hit. I have no incoming paycheck and I don't know how long Ace is going to not make money for. I can't do this anymore. 
And just to give you context as to why that hit so hard is because our entire product is an AI-enabled solution and I'm a non-technical founder. So having your entire tech side leave is very, very disheartening right in the middle of a pandemic or right at the start, sorry, of a pandemic. And so that kind of started my whole COVID story, but it took me about two months to find a co-founder after that, but found somebody who is absolutely like out of this world, solid, rock solid type of person. Um, so it's honestly been really great since. And other than that, personally, I'm such an extroverted person that working from home by myself sucks, to be quite honest. And I love working with people. I love being with my team, coming up with ideas, that kind of stuff. But it's all about adapting and finding a different way to work. Um, but the good thing is now we realize like how well we can work remote in terms of hiring people who are not just in our area who can come into the office. We can hire people from internationally or in Canada, like around Canada, that's not very accessible to Toronto because it's really accessible for them to work with us. So there's ups and there's downs. So good things that came out of it, some things that we've had to learn from, but um, it's always how you take it at the end of the day, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Where do you see, what are some exciting things that we can see from ACE in the future? Yeah, I love talking about this because it gets me hyped. <laughs> um, I love it. So, <laughs> We're going to be launching in June, hopefully. And so then we'll be launching to the coding bootcamps, like I had mentioned. And so we're looking to do a rollout between the US and Canada. And then my big vision for this whole thing is to actually become a communications training tool for every use case. So in five years, I want to be like the number one communications skill training tool for professional development. And what that means is I want to have ACE, which is like this AI that basically um, analyzes your content communication and your confidence. And right now we're using it for interviews, but in the future, I want it to be for sales training, leadership training, media training, corporate training, like all these kind of things, because I think that communication is something that will never not be important. And the way that we train it will become much more personalized because that's what we're all about is making sure that like the way that you, Ali, and you, Aylan, communicate is very different. And it should be that way because everyone is different that way. And so it's about training on an individual level. And so that is my big goal. So hopefully that's an exciting thing to come. Hopefully I can report back on that, but <laughs> that's my, my big vision for our company right now. What are your, what's your top tip for interviews right now? Like college <laughs> student, you're looking for a summer internship. It's a Zoom interview, it's COVID, it's 2021. What is the top tip you have for interviews? Okay, so actually I have a really good one and a really funny one. So the really good one is when you're in a Zoom interview, it's actually all about the way that you hold yourself in the body language because a lot of people sitting behind a computer will sit like this and you're like man what are you doing <laughs> do you care about this or they'll be so like they'll be like oh <laughs> and you're like oh <laughs> like super close to the camera just not in the right position but if you're sitting properly and you're actually showing your body language showing like this is me this is who I'm all about and really showcasing who you are and like really bringing through your personality that's my number one tip because a lot of people go into interviews thinking I have to fit who they're looking for. And that's actually not the case. They're trying to understand who you are and what your personality is. And every single person is unique in their own way. So it's about showcasing that. So that's the, that's the good tip or hopefully good tip, I would say. And then the funny one is one thing I notice every single time with analyzing people's interviews is when they're in more of like that question side of things, like when let's say I'm the interviewer and you're the interviewee, when the interview is asking the question, people's faces drop like there's no tomorrow. They get so nervous. They're like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't, oh my God. And so you can see the panic on their faces. 
which is so unfortunate because you can tell they're thinking through the question, trying to say like, oh my God, how the hell do I respond to this? But it's so clear that they're so nervous that it actually brings down their credibility or not credibility, sorry, their, uh, like their overall impression that they're making. And so the littlest tip of smiling and nodding while someone is asking a question can go so far because it makes you, it makes something that you're actually confident in what you're talking about and you know what you're answering. So that's a little bit of a funny tip, I would say. <laughs> I love that. No, I like, I feel like at the beginning of the pandemic, like all of my professors were like eyes to the screen, like, <laughs> like so close. So what are some of the like research or what is like your biggest tip to any like female entrepreneurs who are in college right now? Yeah, that's a good question. Honestly, finding a group of people that you can talk through things with, because that's actually how I found a lot of support and ideas. And that's actually what helps me keep going as I go through all those ups and downs. Um, so if someone can find like through your guys' podcast or something at the school or whatever it may be, some sort of entrepreneurial community, it will help so much. Because what I find about entrepreneurial communities is that entrepreneurs are a different breed of people because every single entrepreneur is different, but they're all there to support each other because everyone knows how hard it is to try and start and build something. And so what I what I really like to do is when I'm going through tough situations, I'll reach out to my next 86 community and say, guys, I have literally no idea how to write an LO, a letter of interest to this coding bootcamp, for example. And then three people will come back and say, here's what I did, here's what I did, and here's what I did. Everyone's different. Everyone take a different approach. Everyone has different resources. But that goes to show like everyone has different things to help you out with, or sorry, different ways to help you out with. And so my biggest tip would say find some people to start talking to. Um, and if anyone's listening, you can always reach out to me. I'm happy to help with anybody, obviously, because um, I love meeting anybody who has ideas and just kind of wants to do something different. But finding people to help you out, because um, that's extremely important in my opinion, and then actually just getting started, like just going to talk to people, just putting out that survey and seeing what people say back, um, literally just taking that first step. Like that is literally the hardest step to actually take but once you do it you're you're good to go you're chilling <laughs> yeah for sure <clears throat> as we start to wrap up the podcast we would love to hear more about um like if you were to define what entrepreneurship is in like three sentences how would you define Ooh, it? i feel like i'm an exam <laughs> It's fine. Um, There's this really good thing. It's called Ace Interview. It helps you with these sorts of yeah. questions. It'd be great. Like I'm interview. Sure. <laughs> hmm. In entrepreneurship in three sentences. Interesting. We used to do just one sentence and then all of our guests were like, oh. So, I was going to say, I feel like one sentence is easier than three. Oh, okay. Go for it. Okay. I have a good one, actually. It's something that I learned from a professor during my Next 36 program. And he says that entrepreneurship is the relentless pursuit of an opportunity regardless of any obstacles. And what that means is when you have an idea of an opportunity, you just go after it with like nothing getting in the way. And that could be small things, big things, doesn't matter, but you just go for that shit as if it's like your life depends on it and just nothing can stop you. You just, it's a relentless pursuit. Um, and I think that's what my, my sentence about entrepreneurship would be because it just encompasses everything so well. And he always speaks about having conviction. And actually that's what drives me every single day is like having conviction in what I'm doing. Because if I can create a world of better communicators, like that's my conviction of creating this company. I love that. Another question we like to ask our guests towards the end is what is something that you are grateful for today? Honestly, I'm grateful to actually have the opportunity to work on this company. 
because being a student, there's so many resources to actually help you start a company that it's never actually been easier to start a company in terms of the resources that are given to you, like funding, mentorship, community, that kind of stuff. But I'm so extremely grateful because, for example, like my parents, like they came from um, Australia and Kenya um, to be able to come to Canada and start a new life here and actually make a better living for like my brother and myself. And they didn't have the opportunities like I did. They didn't go to university, none of that kind of stuff. And so having the opportunity to easily go to university, start a business with no care in the world, like that's extremely, like I'm grateful for that every single morning. I think about it all the time. Um, so that actually drives me to become more of like a philanthropist in my future. If I can help anybody become an entrepreneur in the future, because I think it's such a great opportunity to have and you can literally do anything when you set your mind to it. But if you have the opportunity to go set your mind to things, that's when you are creative. So it's just something I'm so grateful for and um, I'm thankful for that every single day. So, yeah. That's amazing and so inspirational, truly. Um, and our last question for you today is, yeah. what is one thing that you love about yourself today or since it's like 9 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> I woke up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, hmm. That's a good question. I like that question a lot. Actually, one thing, it actually comes from the positive mindset. One thing I do love about myself that I am unapologetic for is how bubbly and sunshiny I like to be. Um, sometimes it doesn't resonate with people if they're not feeling it this early in the morning, but <laughs> if I can bring a smile to somebody's face, I, it makes me happy. So it's something that I hope makes other people happy, but it definitely makes me happy about myself. I love that. Yeah. What are like pockets of peace or moments of balance you've been finding lately between the yeah. intense grind or the culture but also just letting yourself relax and chill yeah that's extremely important I think it's one of the most important things somebody can understand about themselves I think the first step there is understanding your moments of energy and your moments of rest so for example I'm very much I find all the jokes I've been making I'm a morning person but my co-founder isn't very much a night Us owl. too yeah <laughs> He'll be sending me a message. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, good morning. He's like, all right, good night. And I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, good night. See you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Um, so that's the first thing because that really helps me understand when should I get my hardest work done and when should I focus on like the admin stuff of like sending emails, like that kind of stuff. So that's step one. Step two is making time for what I call just wellness in general. So that includes fitness, like health and nutrition, like that kind of stuff. Um, Okay, I have a little quick funny thing to tell you. I don't know, this will probably be useless for your users, but just a quick story for you guys. I have this really weird thing where I like to ratio all my food. And what I mean by that is if I have a meal, like let's say it's like curry, rice, and vegetables, okay? I try to make the perfect bite out of every single bite. So it's like a specific amount of chicken to rice to vegetable because I want to combine all the flavors at one time. I feel like now I'm going to be obsessed with like finding that perfect bite for sure. Yes. It's just, it's just really, and like the thing is, if you if you're sitting with me eating a meal and I didn't tell you that you wouldn't actually notice but like if you if you actually know me and then you know this thing about me you'll start to see okay. how I ratio it out on the plate and you're like man this thing I is see. <laughs> so for our listeners where can they find you and find Ace um good question so I I think actually my main my main thing is on LinkedIn I would say I don't actually post that much I'm not really into that kind of stuff um, I probably should be a little bit more, but actually I'm going to start posting a little bit more on LinkedIn just as we start building up our credibility before launch. Um, but anyone can shoot me a message on LinkedIn just saying like, hey, heard you from the Entrepreneurs Podcast, like that kind of stuff. And I'm happy to connect because one thing I love doing is connecting with people and 
if I can help anyone like work on an idea, come up with an idea, face any problems that they're dealing with at the moment, um, it's something that drives everything that I do. So I love any of those kind of reach outs. Um, I am on Instagram, but I haven't posted in the past year and a half, I don't think. I didn't go anywhere. So I don't think much has happened yeah. in the past year and a half. There's no yeah. trips. There's yeah, nothing you're, fine. To post you're not missing much. I eat my sushi in peace at home. So it's just like, <laughs> nothing to really post there. Thank <laughs> you, you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Yeah, nice to meet you guys. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today and got as much out of it as we did. We really hope to see you next Saturday and continue to be inspired with all our entrepreneurs. And if you want to follow us on our journey and learn more about our founders that we have on our pod, make sure to follow us on Instagram and support us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Bye.